Hello there. Welcome to another episode of the Thrifty Marketer Podcast. Today we will be discussing Email Marketing 101 for SMBs with Robin Kennedy, the founders of Email Marketing Heroes. As founders of EmailMarketingHeroes.com, Robin Kennedy's mission is to save the world from that grubby old-fashioned email marketing and give others the tools to become the email marketing heroes in their small businesses. Let's listen to Robin Kennedy. It's been more than a year and we have met so many amazing people on the show. Tonight, I have two amazing folks with me today. So without further ado, let me introduce them. Uh, they deserve an amazing introduction. They, they, they just came informed me that they have finished a fantastic two-day workshop and they have taken time for this. So I need to introduce them. Well, you might know them as hosts of the very entertaining podcast, The Email Marketing Show, or as the founders of the survey platform, Response Suite. My guests this week are fast becoming recognized as two of the most dynamic speakers in the world and for reshaping the way we think about email marketing. That's the topic for today. If you guys have missed my social posts, Red Hair Rob is a comedy stage hypnotist, and Platinum Hair Kennedy, a psychological mind reader or mentalist, as they call it in the US. They have spent almost 18 years each relying on their skills of getting into other people's heads to carve out successful careers in show business. Now, as founders of emailmarketingheroes.com, Rob and Kerry's mission is to save the world from that grubby old-fashioned email marketing. We have all grown to know that give others the tools to become the email marketing heroes in their small businesses. Aren't they the right guest for our show? Wherever you happen to be in relationship in your relationship with email marketing, Rob and Kennedy are here to help you make more sales and grow your business by sending more emails that people love receiving. So I have curated amazing questions for these two. So without further ado, let me just bring them on. Hey, Rob and Kennedy. Hey, Fine. how you doing, man? I'm <laughs> good, so good, so good. Finally, we met. I'm so sorry we had to reschedule this. That's and okay. uh, we back. And uh, thank you so much for taking time out today. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, Thanks for, for squeezing us all into this small box. <laughs> <laughs> like a blind. I know. No, I know, I feel, I know. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, 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 sorry. Let me just go back to One this. One button at a time, please. <laughs> all right, all right. So, you know, um, Rob, you know, and Kennedy, uh, we, I started the show, you know, just to bring on folks like you and discuss topics related to SMB marketing and SMB growth, etc. So, you know, I'm so glad you guys are here. So, I have curated a set of questions for you both on email marketing for SMBs. So, if you guys are ready, we can start off. I feel like I'm in the chair. I feel like I'm, and with your specialist subject is email marketing. We're going to get started. Praise yourself. Here we go. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So, you know, my first question, you know, uh, when we hear about email marketing, we start thinking about enterprises and corporate marketing, etc. So my question here is, do you think SMBs can leverage email marketing as part of their marketing strategy? If yes, why? Here's the thing, right? I think it's more important that small businesses use email marketing than corporations do. And the reason is 
We have the, we, we all struggle as small businesses. We're a small business. We're only six people on our team. And for a long time, it was just really two of us. And for even before that, in a previous business, it was Rob on his own. It was me on my own. And the thing is, we are all time poor. How many different things do you need to be doing? You need to be doing the accounting. You need to be doing the other marketing, the relationships. You need to be delivering the thing that you do. Right. The reason you did this in the first place is not to do marketing and sales and accounts and legislation and contract. Nobody wants to do that. You want to do the thing you want to do. And the great thing is, if you do really good, and that does not mean complicated, if you do really good email marketing, you can do one thing, which is the dream of many, many people, which is you can be in more than one place at a time. I can be right. having a walk along the beach with my girlfriend and emails are going out through really simple drip automations, which are making sales. And I don't mean I could be, I mean, that happens on a daily basis when we go for a little, our daily walk along the beach. We, we, make, we come in and we make sales. We wake up the, in the next morning and we've brought right. brand new customers in, brand new members into our membership, the League of Email Marketing Heroes. And we weren't there. We weren't having a sales conversation with anybody. And the really important thing, not just about being in more than one place at a time, the most important thing is that the sales process is repeatable, it is predictable, it is identical for every single person coming through it. Whereas sometimes you think, did I say the right things in that? You know, that, that other person bought the other day, but this person didn't. Why was that? Well, if you if that all happens, if your sales happen because of an email sequence you wrote once then it's going to work every single time or it's not going to work every single time and you get to fix that. So it's more important and more accessible than ever for small, micro, even medium-sized businesses to be able to do this. Got it, got it, got it. All right, so I'm, I haven't split my questions for Rob and Kennedy separately. If, if, if you guys have anything to add on, just pile on to it. Don't worry about it. All right, that's, I think, I think I've never heard this kind of a take on email marketing ever you know uh, being on the beach and customers coming to your doorstep that's that's a fantastic take on it all right moving on my next question you know what are your thoughts on why you just touched upon it but i just want to go a little bit deeper into that what are your thoughts on why email marketing needs to be considered by smbs for promoting and building their brand you know most of them when we talk to them they they, they haven't even thought about incorporating email marketing into their gamut of activities so why do you think it is necessary well it's interesting that people far cleverer than kennedy or myself have done a ton of research into this and still for all types of businesses of all sizes across the world email marketing is still deemed to be the highest financial return on investment activity that you can do right now the stats say that for every one dollar invested you should earn about forty dollars back and so it's slightly higher so that's that's an incredible return compared to the, the same amount of money put into almost anything else that you could do and so i think that that first of all speaks for itself but secondly so many businesses now have been swept up by the idea of having a social media presence and building a big audience on whatever social media platform their audience are on instagram linkedin pinterest whatever it's going to be facebook 
The problem with that is that we live in a world now where more and more people are being deplatformed than ever before. A friend of ours has an Insta had an Instagram account, had an Instagram account with tens of thousands of followers on it. Literally less than two weeks ago, that Instagram account just disappeared. It wasn't hacked and closed down. She had two-factor authentication on the account. It was just closed down and she wasn't doing anything wrong. She doesn't sell anything dodgy. Uh, it was completely above board. But for some reason, something somewhere... In, in Instagram's HQ just uh, allowed her account to disappear. Now, fortunately, she spends a lot of time moving her Instagram followers across onto email. And so that means that she's still got a way of getting in touch with those people. Just the other day, I saw a YouTuber who's been quite famously anti the idea of building a list from his followers say, listen, they're so uh, he, he lost his YouTube account for 24 hours and then they reinstated it. And he said, I'm starting an email list because I just need a different way to be able to get in touch with you. So I think right. having having all of your audience in a platform that where you don't own the data is so essential now in a world where, like I said, deplatforming is a thing. Ten years ago, that probably wasn't even a word. Now that's such an important thing okay. that we just need to have that backup. And so the minute we always say that you should build your audience on social media because it's great, but you should build your business by email. Email is the most intimate, almost one-on-one -on -one feeling dialogue that you can possibly have where every single day we send out emails and every single day somebody replies and says, thank you for this email. This really helped me. Thank you. This has helped me to understand something better and also make sales every day. So we're able to deepen connections, build trust on a daily basis. And every time, if you have a list of, I don't know, a thousand people just saying, now that might sound enormous to you, that might sound tiny to you, depending on where you're at listening to this, but let's just keep the numbers round. If you've got a list of a thousand people and you send an email every day with some kind of valuable thing and an offer in it, then you're making 365,000 sales possibilities, as our friend Jake would call it, every single year. And wow. if you don't have that, you don't have those 365,000 thousand opportunities to make a sale every single year so this is just a must-have again build your audience on places like social but build your business on on email absolutely absolutely i will any day any SME owner will take 40 dollar return on one dollar investment that's that's pretty much good figures out there all right so according to a recent survey of small and medium businesses only seven percent of them use email as part of their e marketing tactics you know so why do you think that is the case? What stops SMB owners from adopting email? I think there's a really simple answer, and that is there's a lot of people pretending it's much more complicated than it has to be. Really, honestly, like, let's do X variations and use the database for the... No, don't. Get a really simple email marketing tool that's designed for the small business. Get any of them. You know, we're, we're very platform agnostic, like... I don't care what platform you use, uh, but, and then start sending emails. I think we talk about people don't have a problem with doing email marketing. People have a problem getting their fingers on the keyboard, just get it sent. And I think people spend too much time planning their email marketing. Well, right. guess what? Planning anything is never going to get you results. Doing email marketing gets you results. So, what we want to do is think if you think about email marketing as a reason, the problem is most email marketing you receive is terrible. And that's just the truth. It's usually bullying people, banging them over the head with, here's something you can buy. And then the next day, here's something else you can buy. Guess what? No wonder you hate email marketing because most of what you've seen of it is terrible. But, and also, 
the reason you people get disenfranchised, disheartened with their results from email marketing is they're sending those kind of messages, which are buy my thing, buy my thing, buy my thing, and not getting results. Guess why? There's no reason to open your emails. The only two reasons I would have to open your emails if all you're doing is telling me to buy your thing are if I'm already thinking about buying your thing and I just want to get the link and you've just sent it to me, or I'm interested in investing in something that I know you're likely to sell. So if you teach, uh, if you teach email marketing and we send you an email and our emails were just buy my thing all the time, which they're not, you would, if you're thinking, oh, I might, I might try and fix something with my email marketing, then you'd have a reason to open our emails. The problem is, that means most of the time, you've got no reason to open our emails. Most of the time, we can't get our brilliantly crafted, beautifully put together emails in front of your eyes because you're not even going to open them. So the solution to that is to think of email as a content channel. Email is not a sales channel. It is a content channel. The proof being, where do the increasing majority of people open their emails? On their phone. Most people open their emails and consume email on their phone, which means the email app is just snuggled between TikTok and Clubhouse. That's where it is right now. If we see it as a content channel, that means when you get an email from us, you know there's going to be value in that email whether it's business financial value or emotional value, we can talk about that in a moment. There is value in the email itself. Whether you buy from us or not, you're going to get value in the email. And that means you've got a reason to open it, even when you're not interested, which means we can get our sales message in front of you. Right, right, right. So that's, that's, that's the key takeaway here. Email is a content channel. It's not right. a sales channel. That's absolutely fantastic. All right. So... You know, let's cut to the chase. So an SAP owner is convinced about the power of email and he wants to kick off, he or she wants to kick off their email marketing efforts. What are the baby steps you recommend for such a person? Cool. So th there's an obvious one, which I'll just mention, but that's obviously to start building an email list. So uh, essentially, you might already have a list of your customers and maybe you're not doing a lot with them right now. So we can talk about that. So assuming that you're going to put something in place to either build a list or take the existing list that you've got and put them somewhere where you can email them, that's kind of, we can take that for granted, I think. Once that bit's in place, there's really a few different things that we want to have in place. The first thing that we want to have in place is what we call, we call ours the getting to know you sequence. It's the, st the first steps that somebody takes when they come into your world. So somebody joins your list because they buy your product, they enroll in your service, or they put their name and email address in for your email newsletter on your website. And the first thing they go through is this getting to know you sequence. That's our name for what's become known as the welcome sequence. It's the sequence that welcomes people onto your list. But the problem is we didn't just want to welcome people onto our list and tell them about us, about us. You know that person at the party who only talks about themselves? We wanted to be able to find out about them as well. So we use our getting to know you sequence over four days to make sure that people know what involved they know what's coming they know what to expect they know everything that's going to happen and that makes people feel comfortable it makes them feel calm it makes them feel like they're in the right place or the wrong place in which case they can unsubscribe that's okay as well and what we say to people is look in our business we email every day 365 days of the year and so we say to people, look, you're on our list. We're going to email you every day. And we're going to email you every day with useful hints, tips, stories, inspiration, advice, and fun stuff, all with the goal of helping you to level up your email marketing or whatever it is that your business provides. So right. you can replace that with whatever it is, hints, tips, stories, ideas, and fun stuff to help you big result. 
If that doesn't sound interesting to you, then just scroll down and unsubscribe at any point. That's absolutely fine. And we want to get rid of those people. Sometimes people become so protective of the list that they've got that they're so frightened of emailing them. And that just defeats the point. There's no point in having a massive list you never email. You better to have a tiny list that you do email in and like receiving your emails. So the first thing you want to do is have some system for welcoming people in. The next thing that you want to do is have some system for converting them into the product or service that you sell. So some kind of sales campaigns that wrapped in content and cool stuff, educate people and build the beliefs that people need to have because people don't buy unless they believe certain things, unless they know certain things to be true. So we have to educate them and build those beliefs so uh, and wrap into that the sales process. I think one of the worst things that businesses do is they spend a whole bunch of time emailing people content in the hope that emailing the content will build up enough goodwill and enough reciprocity and enough trust that some point out of the blue, they can smack them with a sales pitch and they might make some sales. Because if they've built up enough goodwill, we might be able to get that sales pitch in. But actually that, that becomes complicated because how much goodwill is enough goodwill and different people are at different stages on their list. Some of you, some people just joined yesterday. Some people have been there for three weeks. So how do you do that? Right. So we figured out actually the, the real solution here is to deliver value and sell at exactly the same time. So tell stories, give inspiration, give examples, do sort of soft teaching and then sell people as part of all of that. So here's a cool way to do this, this, and this. If that's interesting and you'd like to take it further, just click here to book a call, buy our thing, book a meeting, have, a, have an appointment, whatever the call to action is going to be. And you can do that every single day and, and people um, people love it. So really the first steps is to have something that does the sort of the, the nice introduction warming um, relationship starting part of the getting to know you right. sequence and then some kind of sales campaign to actually start converting those people. Right, right, right. I have a feeling that I'm going to watch this video again and again to learn these. I can't take notes right now. But guys, if you want to learn more, these two guys have an amazing platform where you can learn everything. All these information they're sharing. Check out emailmarketingheroes.com and you will be able to learn much more about these two. All right, moving on. So now we, SME owner knows he wants to, he wants to, start off his email and he won't, he knows the process but going forward he he would want to know some of the best practices so what are some of the best practices you recommend for SAP owners with regards to email marketing the thing we talk about the most and the reason that so much email marketing falls down and i mean a lot of email marketing. I'm talking about email marketing from big marketing names in the email marketing industry, in the marketing industry, in the entrepreneurial space, people whose names you know. We join their email list to see what they're doing because we like to know what everyone's doing because we're nosy. And, <laughs> and the thing they, in the majority, get wrong is one word, and it's the word context. The other day, I saw an ad for a big name marketing person who you've definitely heard of. And it was an ad for one of those free five-day online challenges that you can join. So I put my email address in. I clicked the ad and I put my email address in. And the first email I get, what do you think it said? Well, the first email I got actually said, bonus number three ends tonight. <laughs> what? What about this challenge? What, what's bonus number one? What was bonus number three? What's bonus number? 
what's the product? Like, I didn't know anything about what was going on. And the reason this happens is because there is a lack of really simple automations which create that context. Someone joins your email list. So let's say someone comes to our emailmarketingheroes.com blog and they find one of the many ways of joining our email list because they want to learn email marketing for their small business. Great. Awesome. The first thing you're not going to get is whatever email Rob sends today about the fact that his guinea pig got out and was running around the house and he had a meeting just now and he had to run around and he felt like he was going to be chasing a guinea pig in the background of this meeting. No, that's not going to be the, that's not going to be the message he's going to send you today. Because before you even get to the real-time newsletter emails that we send, you're going to have gone through that welcome sequence, like getting to know you sequence, where the expectations are set. But then you're going to have gone through that initial sales sequence. We call it an overture sequence. And we call it that because, like at the beginning of a film, a movie, or a piece of theater, a piece of musical theater, they play all the music at the beginning that you can expect during that film or, or a piece of theater. That's the same with this overture sequence. We tell you from beginning to end what the product is, what the problem it solves is, and who it's for, and we give you links to go and buy it. That means every email, even if our automation sequence has ended there, which they don't, but if they did, and you now dropped into our day-to-day -day email newsletters, at least you'd know what the flipping product is from start to finish. You'd have context. The reason people, especially small businesses, see themselves not getting the results that they think they should be getting is because their audience doesn't understand the offer, doesn't understand what you sell, they don't understand why it's important to them, and they don't understand why it's important for them to buy right now. And the only solution to that is to make sure every single person goes through that predictable series of emails which solves that problem every single time without you having to do anything. So that's the core thing. And then the other thing is, show up. Don't email people when you want to make a sale. Right. Email people so that you are there when they're ready to buy. Right. And that's a big difference. We talk about the marketing triangle. You know, the classic old marketing triangle. You've got to have the right message, say the right things, in the right media, which is email, because email is the number one thing that's non-negotiable. And you've got to say it to the right market, to the right people. And that's all great, but we have something we call the fourth side of the marketing triangle, right? And the fourth side of the marketing triangle is the time. It doesn't matter if what you say, the message, is perfect for me. And I'm the right person, the market. And you're saying it by email, which, is, which you're zapping straight into my brain from my phone, from the words on the screen from the email you send me. If all of that's perfect, but I'm not focused on what you're selling right now, or I just bought something else, or that's in a plan for me in four months time, it's not a choice for me right. to be able to buy. I physically can not buy. I, it is impossible for me to buy. And that's why showing up until the moment when someone is ready to buy is so important because you fix the greatest problem in all of marketing, in all of sales, in all of business. You fix the timing problem. Right, right. Absolutely, context and timing, two critical factors over there. Absolutely. Right, so my next question, you know, uh, 
just just want to give as much value to the folks who will listen to this or watch it later. What are some of your favorite email marketing tools which you recommend to your SMB clients and friends, etc.? Yeah, it's interesting. So as Kennedy mentioned, we're kind of agnostic to the email marketing platforms themselves. They're all really good and they're all really right. bad at exactly the same time. Some of them are great for some things, some of them are bad for others. But there's definitely some nifty kind of tools that we uh, we love to use alongside emails. So there's a couple of things that we really uh, use quite heavily. There's a, a really cool platform called niftyimages.com. Uh, and uh, we're not affiliated with any of these in any sense, but uh, Nifty, Nifty Images is uh, a really cool tool for creating personalized images um, and putting them into emails. So I could send you an email and uh, it would have like me holding a picture of me holding a postcard and it have your name printed on the postcard. But if you like downloaded the image out of the email, it's actually in the image. It's not like overlaid on top. It's in the image itself. Whenever we send out anything like that, we always get replies saying, how have you done this? Uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, we right. also use uh, a tool called Deadline Funnels, which is a really cool countdown timer tool for like creating expiring offers and stuff like that. And also, actually, one we are affiliated with because we own it. Uh, we have a platform called Response Suite, our survey platform, which helps email right. marketers to survey their lists and then segment them based on their different things. And as a as a process, that's awesome because we get to take our um, subscribers, ask them what they're interested in, ask them what their big challenges are, ask them what their motivations are, ask them where they want to be, and then tag them differently in our email marketing platform, literally based on what they say in the survey. And then we can follow up with them differently based on what they said. So everyone gets the perfect offer for them. And that also helps right. to fix the timing issue because it's the it's the problem for them right now. Uh, and so that, that really helps as well. So that, there's a few of our favorites for sure. Fantastic. I've never heard the nifty images for sure. I'll check it out uh, later. And we will talk about responsive in that line. Okay. All right. So another question now is, now people are convinced about taking off email marketing and starting off building their list and to the marketing to the existing list. But how can SMB owners know whether their email marketing efforts are working or not? What are the key metrics they should be at least reading about and getting themselves accustomed to? Well, I've got some bad news for you. So all right. <laughs> we all heard that iOS 14 um, was a huge problem for Facebook advertising. We know that it was an absolute um, travesty. Of course, Apple are not finished because iOS 15, that will come out later in this year, promises to also now touch heavily on the privacy of people's emails. And as part of that, that means open rate reporting on an Apple device, gone. If someone's using the app, any of the Apple mail clients, open rate reporting will no longer work. It will be actively blocked. How long before Gmail and the others follow? I don't think it's going to be long. I don't think it's going to be long. And the thing is, I'm pleased. I'm really pleased because open rate reporting has been flawed, massively flawed since the beginning of time, just because of the way it works. So right. the fact that we're going to be actively showing people don't use that data is going to answer so many questions and save so many of our league members, our podcast listeners, all of our audience, a lot of heartache and concern and worry about open rates. Open rates don't right. work, don't matter. Do you know why? I can't pay the mortgage. I can't buy a new PlayStation 5. I can't buy a new microphone. I can't get my hair done with open rates. I can't. I can't get any of that with subscribers either. 
The metric we need to really be looking at, and there's only one real metric, what we call a macro metric, and that is this number. Your earnings per subscriber per month. Sounds complicated. It's really not. Go back to January. I'll use an example. How many email subscribers did you have? I had 100. Great. How much money did you make from it in January? $100. Guess what? Divide one number by the other. I made $1 per subscriber. Awesome. February. How many subscribers did I have? 200. <gasps> Great. How much did I make? $400. Divide one number by the other. I made $2 per subscriber in that month. I'm doing a good thing. The good news is... Business is just a one-player game. You're only playing the game against your previous self. All I'm trying to do this month is not be the best. I'm not trying to get the best open rate, click-through rate, the best earnings per subscriber this month. I'm not doing any of that stuff. I'm trying to get a better earning per subscriber this month compared to me last month. That is right. it. Because then you're improving based on your audience, your product, your personality, your relationship. And that means you can be responsible for that. And unlike anything else, you can do something about it. There's so many things in business you feel like you can't even do anything about it. You can do something about this thing. If you're not earning as much this month as you did last month, guess what? Have a look at your promotions. Did you do as many? If you didn't, guess what? Of course your, your numbers are down. If you promote a different price things, what does that do to your numbers? So what is your earnings per subscriber per month? And of course, to increase that, you look at the, the micro metrics. You might look at what was my click-through rate? What was the average order value? How many new subscribers did we bring in? Are the average value of subscribers from one channel worth more than another channel? Are they more valuable if they come in through an affiliate versus whether they come into through Facebook and Instagram ads? You can get into why using those diagnostic metrics, but the macro metric is what is your earnings per subscriber per month? We talk about this all the time. When we used to take questions for our podcast, The Email Marketing Show, this question came up every single week. What should be my metric? What's a good opening open rate? None of that matters. Right, right. This was the Moolah question of this interview so far. This, this hit the nail at the right place. Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. All right. So now Rob already spoke a little bit about list building. So I just want to, because that's, that's a, that's, that's known for us, but an SAP owner, it might be Greek and Latin, you know, what does a list mean? Somebody might not even have a list. So I just wanted to ask this question to you guys. It's one of the key activities for a successful email marketing strategy. So what are the, some of the hacks you can suggest for SAP owners to help yeah, absolutely. So the first thing you really want to do is to think about, first of all, take you, you first of all, you have your existing customers, as I alluded to earlier. So anyone that's already bought anything from you, in theory, they've come in, you could get in touch with them and say, hey, is it okay if we keep in touch with you about other stuff? Um, right. However, in terms of building a new list going forward, or if you've just started uh, your business and you're looking to build a list, the first thing you really want to do is you want to figure out what are the things that I can help my potential audience with that will do two things. Number one, that will help them to build beliefs that they need in order to later buy from me. 
And secondly, will genuinely help to move the needle and educate them on something. So, and then you want to create something that's become known in the industry as a lead magnet. It's basically a free thing that you give away in exchange for somebody's name and email address, like a free report. Right. Now, you may not have a list, but I bet every single person watching this at some point has put their email address in somewhere in order to download a free thing. And if it was from a clothes shop, that might be a fashion thing. Uh, if it was from um, a jeweler's, then it might be about something to do with the diamonds. Who knows? But you put your name an email address in somewhere in order to download something. So we give away, uh, for example, a book list, which has our, it's a, it's a Google document and it has our top 10 book recommendations to help you improve your email marketing. They're not email marketing books. Some of them are, but mostly they're not. They're other books about storytelling, persuasion, influence, that kind of thing. And so we give that away for free because what we know about people who put their name and email address in to get that is they're interested in email marketing. That makes them a perfect customer for us. They're interested in buying books that will help their email marketing. So they're interested in buying educational resources that will help them with their email marketing. And that's what we sell. So that's good. And um, we, and, and so those two things combined tell us that that's going to be a good person. Um, so we give away stuff like that. But we also, on our blog, we also have a bunch of places where people can just put their email address in just to hear from us. In fact, very recently, Kennedy ran a split test on our website where we test two different things against each other. One of them was get this amazing PDF uh, thing that would be really useful for you. The other one was get uh, an email from us every single day with a hint, tip, story, fun thing about your email marketing. And the one that was just get our hints, tips, stories, and ideas and advice beat the cool lead magnet thing by 56%. So not even wow. a little bit, a massive, massive victory for our email newsletter. It's almost like email newsletters have become so old, they're new again. Like it's gone all the way around in a cycle that now right. if you just put something out there and say, hey, would you like to receive an email from me every week, three times a week, once a week, whatever, um, and we'll help you to end result, then that will work. And then, of course, what you want to do is you want to put that everywhere where your audience already are. List building typically really is two things. It's creating something compelling for somebody to give you their email address for. And two, it's putting it in front of the audience you're already building somewhere else. It's very hard for someone who isn't already building an audience somewhere else to actually start building a list because you've got to obviously drive traffic into this thing. So you really want to take your content mechanism, whether that's a live stream like this, whether that's a podcast uh, on the podcast networks, whether that is um, an Instagram profile, a LinkedIn group, a Facebook group, whatever. You want to take that and you want to turn that into your list building mechanism. So uh, just plaster your free list building thing all over that, even so to the point that it feels like it's too much. It needs to feel a little bit uncomfortable for you as the business owner, like you're talking about this thing a bit too much um, because people, don't, people tend to be quite blind to stuff that's right in front of them just because they're busy and we see a million adverts a day and you know all of that stuff gets in our way. So really, that's it. Find a really compelling reason for somebody to give you their list that stands out and, and, and builds the beliefs you need them to have in order to become a customer. And then just put that everywhere that you've already got an audience. Right, right. That answer just reminded me of the famous saying, success lies just outside of your comfort zone. Maybe that's what you exactly need to do to build the list. All totally. right. <laughs> so let's let's talk a little bit about copies, you know, email copies. Uh, as, as Kennedy and Rob, both of you mentioned, you know, we get ton of emails, like the one Kennedy got, bonus number three, <laughs> without even knowing what the hell it was. So, you know, copies are very, very critical for boosting uh, 
open rates or maybe getting the right results from your efforts. What are some of the best practices you recommend for preparing best copies for the emails you send out to your community or list? I've got a little secret for you, and that is that your subject line is not the reason people open your emails. People think your email subject line is what gets your emails opened, and it's not. Wow. That, I know that's it for a second. Yeah, I know. It's insane. Um, and the thing that actually gets your email opened is your name, and it's, your, it's their emotional response to your name when it drops into the, your email inbox. When you see Rob, email marketing hero, drop into your email inbox, you know, regardless of what the subject line is, when you open that email, you're gonna learn something amazing about email marketing. It's probably gonna have a funny, witty, ridiculous story around it. So right. if that's what you want, you're gonna open that email regardless of the subject line. Right. So your reputation with the recipient is the thing that gets your emails open. The subject line comes into play because it helps along the way, but it will never replace your reputation. It tells them that this email is different to the previous one. And it might tease what's inside of there in case they're thinking, oh, should I read today's email? But it's not the thing that gets it, gets it open. So in terms of the copy that's inside of your emails, they should be short. Most emails we critique with our members of our membership, the League of Email Marketing Heroes, the feedback we give to people is that this email is for emails. If people are not reading your emails to the bottom, then there was no point in sending that email. Our accountant, Graham, he's a great accountant, but he sends the longest emails you've ever <laughs> seen in your life. I've never made it to the bottom of one. I've got no idea what a signature is. I don't know. <laughs> The reason being, he's got like 12 subheadings and three paragraphs under each one. And I'm like, I don't care about accounting that much. Whereas if he broke that, and he sends that email once a month, of course, because it takes him a long time to create it. Because it's huge. You wouldn't want that every single day. You couldn't do it every single day. So of course he's not going to do daily. But if he took that and made it a... I mean, on average, our emails are 175 words. That is it. No images, most of the time. Few exceptions. In our in our welcome sequence, someone first joins our list. Um, they, there's a, there's a, a gif of me dancing because I'm excited that you joined our email list, for example. Or if we've got a video that we're going to send you to, sometimes we'll put a little a, a screenshot of the of the video in there. But apart from that, really plain emails. The way the copy works is we use a lot of storytelling in our emails. So what you want to do is, here's a really interesting thing. So when someone starts reading your email, you can either start like this. Hey, Vivek, I hope you're doing well. Today's email, I want to share with you something, 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 something. Guess what I just did? Fell asleep. I fell asleep. That's the most boring thing I've ever read in my life. Can you imagine if a movie started like that? Hi, everybody. Welcome to the cinema. In today's film, we're going to tell you about the time when this guy called James was a spy for the British government. And like, who cares? Right. That's not how the film starts. The movie starts with the car going zing across the screen. It's like it's, it's somebody rushing down the beach and there's this helicopter fire everywhere. It starts in the action because a vehicle that is already moving 
is easier to keep in motion than it is to start a vehicle that's broken down and try to push it and get it to start moving. You'll know that if your car has ever broken down. Getting it moving for the first bit, that's a lot of effort. Once, it's, once the wheels are turning, keeping it moving, much, much easier. And it's the same in people's minds. So our whole angle is Rob being a hypnotist, me being a psychological mind reader, we look at the psychology so we don't need to worry about the technology. So if we understand how people think, then we can do email marketing, all kinds of marketing in a way that connects with people, they love, they enjoy, and makes us sales in the process. And one of the ways we do that is by starting the email in the action. And a really sneaky way of doing it is you write your email, doesn't mean you have to press send now you've written it. No, guess what you can do? You can edit that email. And the best way to edit that email is to delete the first two paragraphs. Go in, delete the first two paragraphs. Journalists have been doing this for years. Go in, delete the first two paragraphs. And suddenly, rather than going, well, I went to the bank today and I was just figuring out how to write, how to pay a check-in because I haven't done that for five years. And I was standing there, and it was a really warm day. And suddenly, somebody came in the bank with, with a hood over his head and said, this is a robbery. Wow, oh, get on with it. Get them. If the email starts off with, he ran in with a hood on his head and, scre and screamed, this is a robbery. Guess what? I'm going to read the rest of the email. Because you started in the action. So... These kind of techniques are always going to outweigh clever, persuasive things, little clever words you can use. Yeah, you could always amplify, have more impact with all of those clever words, and that's what we help people do. But there are some overarching principles like this start in the action thing, which are always going to make your emails better, more fun to read. And guess what? People, I said before, your, your subject line doesn't get the email opened. Guess what, though? Your name does the subject line, and then the little bit of preview text that they can see at the beginning of your email, if that says, he shouted this, this is a robbery, more reasons for me to open your emails. Absolutely, absolutely. That's, that's kind of a little bit of storytelling part also coming into that answer. That's fantastic. All right, moving on. Another thing which I wanted to discuss was email churn rate. That's, that's a kind of a real threat for a good email marketing strategy. So what are your, some of your advice to keep email churn rates in check? So we want to stop people from unsubscribing. Right. Is that, yeah. Okay, cool. So one of the interesting things, and we have this conversation with our members all the time, it happened in our Facebook group this morning, uh, where one of our members said that they just had an email from someone saying that they were sending too many emails and they were going to unsubscribe. Right. And Basically, what I said is the problem is, especially for this lady, she'd gone from being like a one-on-one -on -one service provider, working with people one-on-one, -on -one, to trying to provide a certain, well, providing a service at scale. And the minute you do that, it's quite hard to detach yourself from each individual person. And what I realized this morning, literally this morning, is that we have to strike an emotional balance between trying to treat every single subscriber we have as a human being, not as a number, but also realizing that we're at, we are talking at scale to people. And therefore, for the greater good of your email list, you have to just put up with the fact that some people are not going to like it and some people exit. So every single day when we send an email, some people unsubscribe. 
And that's just a fact. And we're okay with it because it means that that moment in time, we were the wrong person for them. They were the wrong person for us. It was the wrong time. It's not their focus anymore. They're not interested. And because we effectively costs us money to have those people stored in our account, we do want to get rid of them if they're not going to buy from us. They probably weren't going to buy anything anyway. So you're better to get rid of them. Right. Having said that, there's a couple of things that we certainly have done that have helped with all of this. The first thing yeah. is that we give people the opportunity. So in your email marketing platform, by law and built in, is the op is the, the opt-out link at the bottom. So somebody can click that link, unsubscribe, and you physically can't email them anymore, even if you tried to, until they resubscribe. Right. But what we did was we put a line of text above that in most of our emails that gives people the opportunity to customize how often they hear from us without unsubscribing. So for example, uh, as you mentioned in the introduction, we've just finished a two-day live event. So in the two weeks leading up to that event, we were emailing our list every single day about that live event. Now, some people are just never going to want to attend for whatever reason, and that's okay. So in the bottom of all of those emails, it just said, don't want to hear about Inbox 2021 anymore. That's okay. Just click this link and we'll never tell you about it again. You will not be unsubscribed completely. We'll just, we'll just take you out of this particular promotion. And we see this more and more at the minute with um, massive companies are doing this kind of thing around the big holidays in the year, like Father's Day and Mother's Day. Because obviously Father's Day and Mother's Day can be difficult times for people who've lost a father or lost their mother. So now florists and people like that are emailing their list saying, hey, we get it. This is a tricky time for some people. If you don't want to hear for our promotions about Father's Day or Mother's Day, that's okay. Just click this link. We won't mention it. So we've applied that to small businesses uh, and to be able to say, you don't want to hear about this event we're doing? That's fine. Click here. You're not looking to buy a new computer right now? That's fine. Click here. Um, you've just bought a new car and you don't want to buy one now? That's okay. Click here. We'll stop telling you about that. And so what that means right. is somebody clicks that link and we just give them a little tag in our email marketing system to exclude them from all future emails about that thing. And so what we find is that that gives people a real opportunity. The other thing that we've done is uh, in our day, so that's when we're like promoting something very specific. The other thing that we do is in our daily emails, we just give people the chance to say, hey, if hearing from us every day is too much right now, you can click here and you can drop down to just hear from us once a week. And then what I do is literally as we're sending the email, we just go, I think this is, this is probably the best email. I'm, I'm, I don't think I'm going to send a better email than that this week. I'll send this to everybody, including the weekly people. Uh, and so that gives people a real opportunity to scale up or down what they want to hear from you and how often they want to hear from you. And for the most part, the way that we see it is build a tribe of people who want to hear from you as often as you want to email. So the core of our list want to hear from us every day because they don't all unsubscribe in droves. And the handful who do unsubscribe every day, that's perfectly fine. Maybe we weren't what they thought it was going to be. For whatever reason, they're just busy. They're focused on something else right now. That's okay. Let them go. We all receive too many emails that we don't want. Uh, so the more we can make this easy for people to get out, the better. So uh, unsubscribe rate is a thing. Uh, it's not a bigger thing, as big a thing as people often think it is. But those are some right. of the things we can put in put in place around that. Absolutely, I, lo I love that idea. I've never seen it, but uh, the temporary muting thing is also good. Maybe yeah, definitely. Not not unsubscribe mm -hmm. completely, but be there. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. So the last question for from email marketing standpoint is related to technology. I've been seeing a lot of AI coming into email marketing, writing copies for you and things like that. So I just want to touch upon this. Technology can be a game changer for email marketing for SMEs, but what are some of the key considerations to have while exploring technology that can augment your marketing, email marketing efforts? What are some of the considerations they should keep in mind? 
It's a really interesting thing. And you know, it came it came up on the second day of our online conference inbox um, in the last couple of days uh, about this idea of artificial intelligence writing your emails. Right. There's a few considerations with it. And I think right now, the technology, none of it, and we've been played with most of it, right. none of it is good enough to send right. to to like put some keywords in get the email and paste it and send it that said some of it is almost good enough to be a first draft to give you an idea the main problem though is that the main differentiator between you and anybody else who sells anything similar to the same people you sell it to and there's a lot of those people is your personality and those platforms cannot pick up your personality. So that's my concerns with it. Uh, Rob, I know you had some ideas as well. Yeah, so I think it's something that is going to get, I mean, techno- the, the acceleration of pace of technology, technological development in the last five to 10 years has eclipsed what technology has ever done before. And, so, and that's only gonna continue to happen as we go forward. So I think in five years time, AI might be good enough to replace us as email marketers. It might. I like. It would be crazy to think when you when you listen to what some of the tech leaders in the world are trying to do, like Elon Musk trying to put chips in our brains and things. When you listen to like what people are, are actually trying to do, build hotels on the on you know on the moon and stuff like that. Like having a thing write an email for you seems fairly straightforward. So I think as we as but but what what it's going to require for me to be really interested in it is for it to start to assess our emails that you do write and send yourself and fuel it with your personality in order to start to create that. Then that's going to be very interesting. At the moment, while AI is being fueled by good copywriting techniques, that's a different thing. That's writing, That's that, that might be able to produce great copy, but as Kennedy said, it's not going to stand out and it's not going to have your stamp on it. So what we really want to do is we want to have it so that maybe we can get an AI, I've just thought of this and we should make one, but have an AI tool that like subscribes to your emails for six months and it receives every email you send for six months. And then it's able to take that and throw that into consideration and know that, you know, we use very British sounding words that everyone else all around the world thinks are hilarious. And so it'll start to use our words because it'll start to understand the meaning of those colloquial words and that kind of thing. So I, I right. think that's where it's going to start to get interesting. So I think it will become a thing uh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah. think anyone who tries to say it won't or tries to hide from it, um, it's going to get killed by the robots or something. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I've tried two of those tools, but uh, as you rightly said, I was not happy extremely. It was not my writing for sure. It was it was fancy. It was easy. I just had to write a few words. It gave me a whole lot of things to uh, put in my blog, put in my email, but I was not so happy with that. Anyways. All right. So that was today's topic. But now I want my audience, people in India especially, to know about email marketing heroes. I'm going to subscribe to your list very soon after this call. Uh, I'm super excited about it. So, you know, you both are founders of Response Suite, the email marketing show, and you do a lot of things in the email marketing world. You guys are hypnotist, uh, mentalist, all those things. So just let us know, you know, about the body of work you guys do. 
Where to start, Rob? Where to start? Um, the body of work that we do. I mean, um, I know one of our members of staff is from India. So um, I know that we are on the big India uh, Indian um, podcasting apps because um, right. she bullied us into doing that. She's like, you guys need to do this. Okay, well, okay, calm down, Prue. That's fine. Um, so, um, so, so we're on them. So if you want to hear Rob and I talking about email marketing and being quite funny with it every single week, we do have a free podcast. Go to your podcast app of choice or Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever your heck you like. Um, search for The Email Marketing Show. Uh, that will come up. We also have a free Facebook group where we talk about email marketing every single day. Um, we, we came up with a really an innovative name for that group. We called it The Email Marketing Show Community. So literally, you go to Facebook and look for The Email Marketing Show Community. Um, you can come and hang out. And actually, when you join that group, we'll give you the opportunity to give us your email address if you want to receive our daily emails for free about how to improve your email marketing. That's the free stuff. Rob, what do we sell? Loads of things. Um, uh, we've I've got, got a lovely cabbage in the fridge. Lovely. Um, one of the best places to go, I think, is probably to check out our membership, the League of Email Marketing Heroes. Uh, it's our membership site, uh, membership where every single month we coach our members on how to do the email marketing they want, how to get the emails in their style, what to put into those emails, the structure of the campaigns. We actually give you an entire library of campaigns that's growing all the time because we had a new one pretty much every month uh, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, so that's at emailmarketingheroes.com forward slash league. All right. So final question, which I ask all my guests here, how has COVID-19 been treating you, the business, your personal life, and how is 2021 going so far? COVID-19 was interesting. Just before COVID-19, we actually were a, an, an in-person, we had an office business. Um, about a month or six weeks beforehand, we decided that we didn't need the office anymore. And then COVID happened. We were like, oh, everyone's now going to work from home. It was kind of weird. Um, but what COVID has allowed people to do is realize how much you can impact people remotely by platforms like this. There's awesome podcast by platforms like email. And people have realized that actually I could start my own business. I can work from home. But one of the things I need to do because of the stats is I need to figure out email marketing which I think is one of the reasons we've been able to have such an impact and such a short amount of time because so many business owners are realizing I need to do email marketing, but I don't want to do it the way that I hate seeing it done. I want to learn a different way of doing it. And that's, that's what we're helping businesses do. When we say be the email marketing hero of your business, we're talking about two things. We're talking about making more sales for your business, but also sending more emails that are really good so that we all receive better emails. So we want to make sure that the world starts receiving much better marketing emails. So it's actually um, been not too bad. Yeah, we've had family stuff going on and hospitalized family members, and we've all, had, we've all been touched by COVID in that negative way. But business-wise, we've been very lucky in that we've been able to support so many small businesses um, through this time. All right. So uh, I want you guys to stay safe. Uh, and uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, I will, I'll be in touch with you, both of you, uh, for, for, for so many other things also. All right. Thank awesome. you so much. 
Looking right. forward. Cheers. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much, Rob. Take care. All right. So that was Rob and Kennedy. I must say I love these guys. You should go and check out emailmarketingheroes.com. Email is a powerful tool. It's not for spamming. It's for educating and getting more business for sales, revenues, etc., etc., for your small and medium business. Do check out them and try to join their list, as they mentioned, and select the frequency in which you want to receive their emails also. Anyways, that was episode 44, guys. This month, we are going strong with a lot of marketing folks coming on the show. And I'll see you all next Friday. Until then, stay safe. Wear your mask. Sanitize your hands. Stay away from COVID-19. I'll see you all next Friday. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Thrifty Marketer Podcast. For more exciting episodes like these, please follow the Thrifty Marketer Podcast today. Now available on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. See you next episode.